0: you know, that, that time to go, you know what, I, I just need time alone. Mm. You know, I don't normally do it, I don't know, put time away from myself, but it was nice, it was a good drive up, I had my thoughts, and you know now I'm in, which is good. Yeah. Off. I appreciate you spending the time, mate, to share a
1: video story, one of the original dads, yeah. number six. Six, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: yes. Should be number one, but hey. <laughs> number four. <laughs> oh, so mate. I asked for it, but I got the six, so it <laughs> doesn't help that way. But that's <laughs> what happens, you know? Should have booked it earlier, mate. <laughs> Should have knew you put the gym up for sale for this place. I, oh, yeah. but uh, no, it's no year number six, man. It's gone. Mm. No, it's been a it's gone fast, hasn't it? It's been a journey.
1: Yeah, it has been. It's
0: been a journey.
1: You're a, you're a high performer, mate. Where a lot of our conversations, you've given a lot, which yeah. has led to sometimes, sometimes, too sometimes. Much. yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. What's well, led to sometimes your the downfall, but then in saying that, when you've backed yourself, your performances through the roof, man. Yeah. Right? cutting a good strong figure, a good athletic background, what you've done with, um, which we'll dive into, mate, in the, I
0: don't want to say the chef industry, in the health and food, like, well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah chef, it, was, it is, it was a chef, it was a hospitality, hospitality industry. Hospitality, so, sorry, yeah. But, it's not, it's not all, yeah, the hospitality industry, what I've done and what I've achieved in, in you know, 20-odd years, but it's a different ballgame. We'll get to that, but um, it's a different ball game from, you know, training and, playing sports for most of my life. but Do
1: you want to give us a bit of a rundown? Like we, we, we you know, your, your upbringing and um, well, takes through that all the way through to, to father? So, yeah,
0: well, well, you know, upbringing, you know, your parents only know so much. You know, I grew up out in the West, out in, the, out in Cabernet Matter. You know, as you age 11, and moved out towards Liverpool, one area. year age 11, 12. Um, kind of had to fight for... Fight my my existence in my family, you know. I had a, had a brother who was a, very much a star along the way, you know. It's everything he done was, you know. It sounds like it's a, you know violin, but you know at the end of the day he, he was the the chosen one, you know. He'd pick up a bat, you'll play. You pick up a ball, you can play. And he got selected in x amount of teams. He had the Brumbies chasing him, so he, the spotlight was kind of off me. So I had to start fighting for who I believed in at the age of twelve. You know what I could achieve as a sports guy. I have a you know, I have a heart of a lion and, you know, but you know, the fitness of a cat. So it's just you know, it was more that I'm willing to give 110% all the time and, and own what I do. And but you know, when you gotta you know sit on the back seat and try to be noticed by your parents, you kind of gotta fight for your beliefs. So, you know, my only my parents only knew the way they knew and you know, kind of, you know, I get emotional about it now because it's still it's still unfinished business um, yeah. between you know, dad's now gone, but myself because it's only myself to talk to about. You know, try to talk to parents about it, it's it's hard, but it's a it's an understanding of you know, you, you know the best. You know, you're out west. It's not it's not about who's who. It's who's going to bash you tomorrow or who's who's going to take you out or. You know, who how are you how you gonna fight for your own your own belief and your own your own well being, you yeah, know, it's like it's a hard it's a hard upbringing, especially being out there and I think growing up in those two areas kind of got me to an area where I knew I knew I had to fight. I knew I had to fight for my own existence. And and I say existence a fair bit because it's hard to put myself on the map. You know, I wasn't gonna put myself on the map with sport even though I went as far as I possibly could for my injuries, you know, shoulders, elbows, knees, you know, it's um, ankles. You, you kind of, to a point where you go, well, at the age of 18, I had a massive uh, vertebrae crack on the on the lumbar area, L4, kind of went, well, shit, is this really going to be my life? You know, I didn't feel my legs were hit the post and I kind of went, you know, this is it, this is me done. You know, I could have been a paralysed, paralysed person at the age of 18 playing the sport I love, which is a uh, you know, and to this day I still love it. But I kind of had to ask my hard, hard questions to my hard self at the at a very young age. You know, is it football that I want, or is it a full time chefing career at the age of from 15, 16 years of age? Which the ability to be a chef at 15, 16 years of age was demanding because they, re- they, they wanted you to be at work where you couldn't go do your sports a lot. So I had, that, I had to hit that mark and the money on that and go, well, this is what I'm gonna do. No, I've gotta put myself aside and my ego aside and become a chef and and grow a business and grow myself and, and become the best I possibly can at as a chef at the age of 15. I knew that was gonna happen there and then. No, but, Previous to that I want to be an officer, you know, a police officer. You kind of kind of sit back and you start realizing and you know, I want to make people happy. You know, and it's funny how you, you kind of you want to walk through your dad's footsteps, but in retrospect and I walk from my, my oldest brother's footsteps, you know, and he became a chef and I saw the happiness and he was creating people and and, you know, I kind of went, that's it. That's what I want to be. And, oh, and a long story short, there's, there's a lot of history, you know, and between certain ages, there's a lot of history in the upbringing. You know, dad didn't leave. Yeah, look, there's a big thing there, but that's how I got into where I wanted to be. But, um, you know, I followed my, my big brother's footsteps and you know, him and I have had a colourful past especially 18, 19, 20, we hardly ever talked, 21, we hardly ever talked. Uh, And then, you know, certain aspects come through and, you know, and that was it. I was on my own. I knew, I knew then at the age of 18, 19, I was on my own. I made my decision to, to move out of home, to move to the Blue Mountains, to work at a restaurant up there. And it kind of went, fuck it. You know, only by those two words, quite honestly. Um, it's me, and it's only going to be me. I have to live with that. And then I went, fuck it, I'm going to do it. So I moved up, you know, and started up in John Caves and also a Parramatta. Mum and Dad helped me get around it and get to jobs and stuff, but moved to John Caves, lived up there for a year, and come back to Sydney and started being a chef. I knew what I wanted to be, and that was it. That's a life sentence ago. i gotten out. Yeah, <laughs> got out of jail, but uh, but it's not jail. It's it's hospitality jail. It's, yes. a, it's a full twenty five years to life, so it was it was pretty pretty enduring, you know, on the body. It's a volatile environment, oh, man, it's, it's not the word, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Volatile. <laughs> so it's just ah, oh, cutthroat, it, brilliant. Yeah, everything. Some you of the stuff it. you've told me before I fear It's um, it's full on. Yeah, you know. You know, I think everyone's ever t- always ever told me to. To write a book, you know, you know, I've been on radio. I've talked about kitchens on radio, two GB. I've written magazine articles. I've been in the papers. I've done all that sort of stuff. But the art, uh, the you know, and everyone ever tells you you should write a book about your life. Fuck off. My my, my is not like that, you know. And come today, I think you and I can actually sit here and. I can actually tell you what my book could be about because no one's ever actually sat and talked to me about what I've gone through, you know. And this is not a cry for help, or or it's not a, a physio, or a psychiatrist report, you know. But it's it's a it's an interesting world that if I told you the stories of from fifteen to thirty three or thirty four years of age of what happened to me in the kitchen. <laughs> You'd be like, "How what? Like the stories of me putting in a big massive kettle, 200 kilo kettle and that being put on and, and have no shoes on and bounce around there to stop burn my feet and burn my hands. You know, that's just part of, that was just part of the, the history what back you then. You know, i had to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to get recommended and that's how it was happening and chop chilies up and they put it down your pants and you got chilies up your ass and chilies on your doodle and you you know. Like, chopping onions with a blunt knife and hiding your tools like all this shit like stuff that happens you know getting burns deliberately getting it burnt or getting your tongs burned or and people picking up about telling you chili down the back of the throat like just stupid shit that continues on you know into mm-hmm. the day like if it happened if i went out honestly and i reported it which i never will because that was life you kind of go well that was life you know that's what you have to do and and I remember saying to the guys at Cosy that, no matter how hard you push me, I have the thickest skin you possibly can have, but I'll have everyone's back. And that's how I've always had it, from 15 to now almost 40. So my life is colorful, it's vibrant, it's loud, but that's the way I love it. But other than that, man, that's you know, 25 years of cooking to now be a sales representative of hospitality and, be honest and truthful with people they buy off my like, honesty not they don't buy off a piece of paper they buy off what i mm. uh, what i absorb and you uh, know yeah so it's been really really colorful for so us a
1: few, few oh, years and you had amazing success mate in that industry and um one that's yeah it sounds savage from stuff you've told me on and, and off air but um how do guys i guess gordon ramsay probably comes to mind like how do those those sorts of few get to the top is it is it is it Rarely genuine, or is it depends on their ability or
0: their. 100% your ability. 100% your ability. Um, But that's also backed up by personal PR to promote them, you know, promoting stuff like that as well. Um, You know, I had that. I've been there, been on bus stations, I've been in papers, I've been in magazines, you know, I've been cooking for the, you know, I cook for a foundation of uh, the starlight foundation the five chefs dinners and now i've ran two had a restaurant so i've ran one had a restaurant so i've had my own catering company but for me to get all that i had to pay an extra amount of dollars to have the people behind me to push my name yes sometimes you can fall into it and you're really good like the jamie olives of the world you know it's like you and i doing something today on radio on on video and there's a guy behind us being actually a bit more charismatic, charismatic on the on the screen, and they like you on the screen more than what they like you and I. So he gets the gig. That's how he started. You know, so he started in the background, and that's you know he's got a 50, $55 million dollar empire now. Right? But there is wins and falls. You know, he's lost thirty million of that, but he's regained it because he was smart about it. Same as any other business. It's just how we how we go ahead. So my my aim and my job now is to hit my targets of six and a half million dollars this year for my company that I work for and without goals or set and being owned. And I I use the word owned because I use two words, it's fuck it, it's my way. So the reason why I say fuck it a lot is because there's no one else coming to be there to help me. And I'm going to have to help myself to figure out a way. And in doing that, yeah, you kind of go on a slippery scale, but if you're smart and on your feet, and you know how to differentiate from that, you, you can do. You can do pretty well, mm-hmm. and you just got to know where you're going to be at and how, what road to take. Having the right people in your corner, would help too. You know, obviously, That's you've been
1: with IDM for a few years now, and then, yeah, we we love we love that emphasis that you share a lot in the group. Yeah. When you do share, which is ownership, I get that man, hundred percent. What you just said, then total ownership over your life has got to be you. You yeah, up, So I get that and you've, you've grown up in the environments where that's had to be necessary because having the vulnerability in, in certain lights would fucking expose you badly, um, oh, yeah, they do. which doesn't mean it's your fault, but it's just, that's what happens that we are taken advantage of and it's hard, man. But how do you take that into then becoming a father? And what, is it, what does that mean? Like, You what's, what's fatherhood like? And then understanding the value of being strong within yourself and also environment to
0: be that for your children now. Well, this is going to sound a bit cocky um, in a way that I going to, how it became a father and, you know, not, not how it became a father. Everyone knows how it became a father. Right? <laughs> surely, surely they know how to become a father by now. But no, but the day the day we found out that we were pregnant, you know, it, my, what do you call it? Not so much ego, but my profile, or well, I thought what my profile was within the community as a hospitality, as a chef and who I was. And, the status that I had um, was kind of the point of where I stood. You know, my wife came up to me and goes, we're pregnant. She said, oh, yeah, I've done my job. You know, not great. And, I, and There's one thing we never regret, but it's kind of go, well, fuck, why did I say that? It was because of the shit that I was taking, the ego that I had in my own brain, the confidence that killed me. Not just that to say that, oh, wow, we're having a child. Like, you know, if I could take that one moment back and replay it 10 times over and go, fuck, why would I do that? Which I do in my own head and go, how do I reevaluate that situation? Go, fuck, how do we, how do we move forward? If I actually end up sitting going, bam, I'm so happy. It's fantastic. You know, what are we going to do? You know, like, do we want it? Are we going to keep it? She goes, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. And I said, look, Whatever you want to do, I'm going to support you. I kind of went, "What a dick! Why did I say that?" To reevaluate and go, "Whatever we want to do, I'm supporting you." That's what I had to reevaluate within that moment, within that split second. And go, "Fuck! I fucked up. Change it," mm-hmm. because it's not a just about me anymore. Mm-hmm. And what what it was, she goes, "But what if we have it?" I said, well, it's going to be nine months? We'll cross that bridge when we get to it." You know, financially, we weren't there stability we weren't there we're in a one or two bedroom apartment it wasn't going to be sufficient so i was like right go find a house you're going to be home go find a home we'll go move it we'll go do everything we'll just get it all in before the baby's born we'll get it all sorted just tell me where we need to be at and i'll be there and i'll get it all done but that one moment of black concentration of my job's done kind of went off what a dickhead I'm a dick. Why would I do that? So when we had that second one, it kind of all changed again. It's like, fuck, yeah, let's go. We're ready to roll. We're, we're stoked. Like I kind of got it. And the reason why there was two paranormals there for me was the shit I was taking. And the reason why I say shit I was taking, the drugs, the alcohol, the night shifts, the burning of two ants, trying to party, trying to be a 22-year-old kid again. You know, all this stuff that I did was only to feed my empty ego. Did I feel good then? Fucking earth. Do I feel good now about it? No, I don't. But how do I change that? I have to own what I said. I have to own what I did. I have to change what I did. And I did that. So when the second one came around, it was just like, this is not going to... Oh, and sorry, just to take this back there. And in doing that ego, to change that, that two years of my oldest daughter's, oldest daughter's, Adeline's life, I lost. As a father, that hurts. The connection that you're supposed to have with your child in the first two years of your life is supposed to be the best. I lost it because of my stupid intake, my drugs, my alcohol, not being home for when my wife needed me, because I thought I was doing the right thing by working. Busting my guts. Trying to achieve the unachievable. That was perfection. Did I fail? No. Did I overestimate? Fucking hell yeah. Have I fixed it? Yes, I got out. It took me seven minutes to get out. And that was a boat ride from Maringaroo to Jermaine Wharf. I was done. That was 25 years, seven minutes. So when the next one came around, which I was still in the still in in the kitchen at the time, when the next one came around, Henrietta, I took a trip to Brazil. <laughs> doesn't sound great, but I took a trip to Brazil. But in saying that, I took the trip to Brazil, I was actually hired to go work there for for three weeks. In in <laughs> doesn't sound good, does it? <laughs> Second kid fucked off um Um, so no but i took a trip to brazil and i worked in brazil for three weeks i had money over there i sent it back home and you know it kind of gave us a level to to redo things again and and i think by still doing the two years i I kind of understood what what it was to be a father what i missed and what i understood and how i went about it you know and the wife is just strength just what she's gone through in her life is is hard uh, you know, what I've had to endure and take on. You know, prolapse floor, second child with cesarean. You know, took it twelve weeks to get better for the first child, and sixteen weeks for a C-section. So, yeah, as a dad, you know, I think DM does it, says it the most. The, where's the strong people go when you need to go? You need to go to a stronger person, and I've never had that around me until now. I've had strong people. But I haven't had mentally strong people, stability around me. And now I've got that and I can actually move forward. But being a dad's, fuck, it's the best thing. Yeah. That's going to be, kill him But no, yeah. it's the best thing in the life. Yeah. Having strong people around, but strong people for you as well. Correct.
1: Yeah. But um, oh man. And he, yeah, I laughed for about half an hour when Crin told me about Roman. Cause we had oh, to really? do... I laughed I'm... when you told me about Roman. Well, yeah, mate, we did IVF for our, we did IVF for our first two. And, um, so to, to backtrack a bit what you said, we all know how it happens. All well, that differently for me, mate. <laughs> they put me in a room we and gave me a little tron. cup and there was a whole thing of, of pornos. I was like, I don't need that. I've got imagination. <laughs> but yeah, um, It's the best way. Yeah, yeah mate. It's, it, I, I laughed for about half an hour, but it's, it, it's pretty surreal when you look and you see, like yesterday I picked up Lillian from school and I went there a bit earlier. She went to get a haircut. So she was just in a natural environment. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to watch her for a bit. And out of nowhere, like literally within thirty seconds, as long as she just looked up and looked over me, almost like she could feel me, feel yeah. my presence. And then bang, dropped everything she had and fucking sprinted for me. And she's oh, like, nearly too. And I just I was welling up, man. I was like, fuck, this is the happiest I could ever be and I could I could die tomorrow and I'd be sweet. And yeah. it's different love. Like it's different love to yourself. It's different love to your wife. It's different love to your parents, but your love with your children is like they are you more than anything else other than you will ever be correct because you're always inside you so you can't it's hard to see that yeah you know what i mean like you said you can see it externally with ego pride all that sort of shit. But to see it living and moving and breathing and running around like that's that's me like i have got two two daughters as well but they are you even yeah. they're females and
0: did you get that feeling when you when uh, lily was born The love that you have for your wife Something you just feels like it's pulled your whole love out and just went boom through a straight into your kid, your first child. Yeah, it's just like, Who are you? Like, oh, that's that, yeah, sorry, yeah, it's, it's unreal. Isn't it? I, feel, I have true love, it's over there now. It's yeah, just, it's coming out, of it's, you know, what's he but, but, yeah, <laughs> so. I made
1: it. Yeah, well, that's what makes it hard too. Like, we spoke about that beforehand, you know, when, when my firstborn came, it was, um, it was hard, it was hard with cream, it was, man, and, and then you door. do redirect that. That love in in a way where you prioritise absolutely your kids and whatnot, but you know, like with with yourself, man, coming from tough environments, living, work, and then your children, it's it's incredible that you've actually flicked the switch. And yes, it took you a couple of years, but yeah. you flicked that switch to position yourself on what's important because because you're right, like our children, everything. Like for me, and I don't want to wish my life by, but fuck, man, if I stay fit, healthy, and strong. What a grandfather I'll be. Fuck it, it'll be fun. Cause you yeah. hand it back. i it yeah, but it's 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 awesome and that's that's where I see that overriding any form of nightclubs going out this, this and that. Yeah, 100 percent now. Not, um, 100%. Yeah, but for where we are now in the 100%. next stage of life. But but um yeah, what what are some big I guess big tools or resources or, or revelations that you used and applied that created that transition for you? Because there might be other dads listening who, yeah, they're not giving their family what they need or they're not giving themselves what they need or they're still in a poisonous environment or, you know, they're still accepting a lower standard. Or... How did you turn around? How did you change?
0: Well, I got out of an environment that was hostile, you know, um, because I was hostile. You know, I was the leader of the pack. I was their chef. I was the executive chef. I was running multi-million-dollar companies. So I was, I was volatile. I was hostile. I was me which was not who I was, you know. And I remember speaking to my partner, Amy, and saying, I just wish I was 15 again. of my eyes out. I just wish it, can I go back to the person I know who I was? And to do that, I didn't know how to get out of it. In the spiral downhole of what, of what you see on TV and what you see on news, of what the kitchen game is. It's a spiral down hole, a black hole. And to get out of that, you either die or you don't even start. And for me to get out, it was I knew within me, I was not happy. So for me to make that change, I just stopped. I got an ultimatum by one of my bosses. So you go home today and let me know how you feel tomorrow. And as I said, that seven minutes, I knew I had to stop. Because if I didn't stop, I would have been dead in 12 months. Done. Because the way I was going was the only way I should should have should have been dead. I should have been dead now. And that's, and that's the God's honest truth. If I kept on going the way I went in the kitchen game to, to this day, I would have been dead two years ago and this is the revelation that you sit back and you go what changed it why did it change it my importance to my life were my kids to have that to have that connection where my family didn't have that connection with me yes i'm still working on it yes it's hard for me but that's why i changed do I lean on the RDM crew and the dads that are there? Not as much as I should, but do I lean on the coaches? I lean on three coaches and that's, for me, that's all I need um, because there's, you know, or well, even four, there's four of you that I lean on. You know, it's yourself, PD, Drew, and sometimes loop, you know, like just to maybe if I need a loop, I don't really need it, but normally through the reason the reason PD, Peter Dunlop is he's an old head. And in saying that, he kind of gives you the smart advice and, and from day one with Pete and I pushing each other to to be achieving what I achieved in the first six months of starting RDM was kind of the point where Pete challenged me to be a better human. And I use human not just dad because to be a better human is also to be kind to other humans. And I'm trying my daughters to be kind to other humans, which sometimes it laps because they're a bunch of dickheads sometimes and they just want to tear you down because you're feeling great. So Pete gives me, in the first year, year and a half, Pete always gave me um, good advice, you know, I would say a father figure that I never had, but I had a father, you know, like I still cared about him. I still loved him. And but he does have that air about him. But he has that, that air about that's him. That's why we call him Pop. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's so number five as well, he's mate. Number he's number got you five by five. one. <laughs> got to look up to the oldest. And hey, what about Adam as well, in case he hears his podcast? <laughs> who,
0: Adam who? <laughs> I'm getting to you, Adam. <laughs> no, yeah, it but, um, but, you know, then yourself, when we first started this, you know, the, the gold sets that we had, we will just, Mate, week by week we'll, we'll drop them off so for me my biggest turning point as a dad and why i did what i did and to to reach out to you that day was because i was drinking so much again my drug habits then become my alcohol habits because i have that addictive personality the flip was easy mm. i'm not getting drugs i'll drink how do i, do I and the, the question i had to ask myself when you turned up on my facebook feed was why do I need this? Do I need another area where I don't need to be addictive and have that addictive personality and just bust my guts to know what it's going to feel like, what real world happens like, and to come back to being happy? Yeah, that was it. That was one. That was one big effort from me. Was to go flip. Drinking stopped on the eleventh of November. Well, I actually stopped on the 5th of November after the Melbourne Cup because I was wrecked. But the 11th of November was day dot from when RDM was starting the 28-day challenge. Mm -hmm. That was... I made a point to myself, I'm not drinking for three to six months. Did I do it? Yes. What was in that three to six months? Well, it was... my mum's birthday, my dad's birthday, Christmas, New Year, my daughter's birthday, my wife, my my wife's birthday. Did I do it? Yeah, I did it. With all in that time. And I continued to keep doing it with sporadic little drinking, but did I continue when dad passed? I tried. Fuck I tried. Have I failed myself in doing what I did? Yes, because I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve, and this is goes back to what we said. What i said off to you is my heroes in my life, and what I showed you in the clip. Not what we about. My heroes in my life was you, and not you because I don't know you. It's the the point of what you've done. I don't drink. What mm-hmm. do you mean you don't drink? It's his fucking mm-hmm. head doesn't drink. <laughs> he drinks water when he goes. is oh, his bloke? So I thought, fuck. Okay, I need to. I need to have that goal. Can I get three to six months? Alex can do it. Why can't I? There's my line. Fuck. I got three months. Fuck. Alex does three to six. Oh, I'm going to go three to six. So I continue to keep chasing what you've achieved. Not to be. Not to say that I want to be better than you. Is to go. Well, fuck. He's achieved it. He set that task. I'm going to do that task. I'm going to keep going through. And as I did it, I'm like, fuck, I feel good. I woke up fresher. I woke up clearer. I woke up, you know, vibrant. I Gym up sessions, mate. You Gym sessions. Yeah. I was smashing it. So my turning point in my life before you turned up was to go, I'm losing everything. I'm losing my wife, my kids, my car, my house, my importance, my personality. I'm losing it. So to answer your question, what was the change? Was that is lost and I don't fail, but I lose. When I lose, I lose big. Do I want to lose big or do I want to fail? I don't want any. Mm -hmm. Fuck it, change. Mm -hmm. There's those two words again, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I had to because, because I was such a bad seed. The wife wasn't coming in to pull me up because I was fuck off. The kids couldn't do much, I'll play, I'll get tired, I had no energy. I'm tired, I want to go to bed, leave me alone. How do I change? And I watched your video, and I thought, fuck, he's got me. Well, oh, fuck, that's what want you. He won't call. Fuck him, he's not going to call. Next day, he called. Right, day dot. We're challenging. Here's that mental game again for me to go, shit, he's called. I have now an expectation Mm -hmm. to not fail. I have now that expectation to not lose. I have that expectation to continue, to be better as a person, but not just as a person but as a father and a a husband. Mm -hmm. I can't fail and I will not lose. Yeah, so that's that's my changing point. Mm, It's powerful,
1: man. Seeing and, and recognizing the alternative if you don't change what you spoke about with losing family and whatnot. Yeah. So many don't. They just keep their head buried in the sand. It's crazy, mate. You have no idea and you dad's listening to this or watching this. No idea how many guys reach out and then never, never commit.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, and that's, and like I said just before, like it's, this guy's not going to call. Send me an email. Do this, do that. He said he'll call. He's not going to fucking call. Did he call? Fuck. Did I call you? Yeah, I called you. We Sent me a text. have he call? Fuck, I'll call him. I want it. I want it. Yeah, I remember our phone call. You know, yeah. it's, it's I want it. And that's it's not because of what you did. It's because of what you're coming through with. You resonated with me to go. The honesty to go. That's your fucking decision. This is you. This is who you need to be. I'm just here to get you to where you need to be at, and there's a point, and you're like, this guy doesn't know me, but that that those words resonated so much. I don't know with some of the other dads, I suppose, when we signed on a few, but myself to go fuck. I want this. This is what I want. This Mm -hmm. is how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how are we going to do it? Oh shit! So the fear also pushed me Mm -hmm. to go forward. Mm -hmm. How's he going to do it? How, how the fuck is he going to do this? He do not know who I am. He's, he's in bumfuck. Idaho. I don't know where he is. Like, where is he? How is he going to achieve this being remote or being, you know, how is he going to do this? Fuck to you credit, mate. Hands down you have. Mm. And it's unbelievable but the fact that I'm being number six. But um, <laughs> number six, <laughs> the, the fact original. that, you know, the fact that it's come this far, it's just uh, epic. It is,
1: man. From twenty eighteen to now in twenty twenty one, how yeah? How have you found the journey? And and not just the journey of audio as a whole, but I wouldn't mind feedback on myself as well. Like, have really? I really fucking practicing? Sure? <laughs> oh, mate. I'm putting myself out there. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I'm fucking stripping down. Gross. All right, let's go. <laughs> putting the baseball, <laughs> the baseball
0: bat down. The baseball bat. Pen of paper. Phone
1: call. <laughs> no, but I, I just you know I, I'm not perfect and I fuck up. But I know I'll get better. But I practice what I preach.
0: 100 percent and that's mate. that's the thing and i said this to drew yesterday this uh this is the thing i said to to drew from day one from doing rdm when it started on the 11th fuck, i know this more than my actual anniversary <laughs> is the fact that on that 11th of the 11th we started a journey i, I, I want to say of i think it was a 30 dads, mm. of 30 dads, all in their own path. The only path that was led was yours or paved was yours. But you never expected all that information from dads to come at you from every fucking whatever angle came at you to go, shit, this is a bigger picture here. and And by all means, you've led the way consistently. You've taken on advice, me included, from other people around you, and you've adapted of what we needed to do. Did you lead that adaptation before you bought coach in? Hundred percent. Did you lead the way? Hundred percent. Have you led the way consistently? And have you ever dropped the ball? No. And that's my honest opinion. No. Because what we see on The chat, as the RDM dads, there's also you behind it finding something else to challenge it. And then you got someone like Drew, Luke, Adam, Pete, anyone that reaches out to them in the the Dream Team comes back to you. How do I evolve what's happened? How do I evolve what's going on? Fuck. No company has grown this much, percentageally in three years and have the quick succession that comes on. And this is not a financial growth that I'm talking about. This is your growth. This is my growth. It's like, I'm gonna put in chef's terms here. It's like feeding your mother of bread. So what I mean by the mother of bread, it's the starter that makes your bread. You keep feeding that beast, it's gonna to continue to keep growing, right? You let it go. If you let it go for so long, it's going to go stagnant, it's going to stall. it's going to die. You have so much knowledge around you from your crossfit, from everything, and all the boys that are around you, all the dads that are around you that go, shit, I didn't think of that. How am I going to adapt that into this now? So you keep feeding you. You keep coming back with more. We keep growing as a company, and I say company because it is now. It's just not a movement. It's a full company where globally it's going to go huge when it happens because you've put people around you that try. Right. You know, and we feed. Have you let go? Have you dropped the ball? Fuck, like you'd be human not to. Like getting back to your calls that I
1: miss. Oh, what are they? <laughs> that's, that's nothing. Karen calls me six times on the seventh. I've got to, got to keep a six number <laughs> up. Got to keep a number up. It's no. people like you, though, that make the, build the,
0: the company, the movement, everything, because it can't just be one person either. No, exactly right. And, you know, funny enough, when COVID hit and all that sort of shit hit, did I let go? Yeah, 100% let go. Was I scared to go back to the gym? Fucking I was. I didn't want to get COVID. I didn't want to die. I didn't know I was who's who. I just didn't have much to do at home. I just did what I had to do. You know, then you go to osco and you meet people like, Fuck, you meet, you know, um, Cowan and Wayne and Paul and Michael and all these other dads, are, you know, you sit back and go, fuck, you, you scratch your head and go, why am I here? I think I've said it to you at the beginning. I'm like, I don't think I need RDM for physical attributes because I know where I can get to now. Thanks, see, I'll have a good day. you like, fuck off, idiot. You don't need to go. Why do you need to go? Because what you hit, 88 kilos, look like a friggin behemoth. Like you don't need to go. You're here for other avenues besides physical. You're here for mental. You're here for knowledge. You're here for growth. You kind of go, well, fuck I am. Mm -hmm. And I hope my story is resonated with some of the dads out there because It's not just me giving me inspiration, it's seeing people like Big Tone, you know, fuck, gave me inspiration to keep going, to keep fighting. Mm. Um, Pete, when he was a chubby old pop, but, Mm -hmm. you know, these sort of things that you you see at the round table and go, shit, my life's not that bad. I can do this. Can not go, fuck, I can do this. You sit back and you look around what we've in your office now, you look around and go, come a long way. you mm-hmm. never had books. I've had one screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had an office in the RVM, CrossFit office. So, you know, it's, it's come a long <clears> way. <throat> you know, and that's and I, I speak from the heart when I say this. Have you failed? No. Will you fail? No. Because I think there's people around you that believe in you. Mm-hmm. And that's my honest opinion now. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it, mate. It's funny too because I thought because it was a
1: transition from getting rid of my old gym and being in the gym space for nearly a decade and a PT since I was 17, I thought the journey started that way, as you know, with the 28-day challenge. And It's the only one we've ever done. But it started with that from a position. I think I might need it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, starting from that position of thinking it's about being healthy and fit, right? And look, yeah, these books, absolutely, primal power yeah. is important. Energy's important, physical body, but – there'll be guys like yourself who make those inroads and they know exactly what they need to do, even if they fall off a little bit with something that's global, like what happened last year or something that's local. They know they've got the tools to get there, and I know you do too. Like you train hard, you rip into the gym. I know you've got the goods there. But yeah. what RDM is involved into is, okay, energy is everything. Probable power is going to give you the tools to have a greater capacity, a bigger gas tank mentally, yeah. and to be able to perform more mentally. But but what's, what's the ignition? And that's, that's what I just had a, a massive breakthrough with in the last 12 months. Going, yeah, we can't get your problem, Pair, if you don't start the ignition in between the years and in your heart, which comes from valuing yourself and believing in yourself. Which then made me look back at exactly what you said just then and going, I'm not here just to help i lose family, to get them to be the fucking king of the castle between the years and in their heart to go, this is my life to my time, from which now I will take those actions. Mm. And get those results, that's a big breakthrough for me, man. I think it's completely changed, not flipped the message about it, but changed and evolved it to be so much more than thinking you're coming here for a fucking training program <laughs> or a
0: nutritional plan. Yeah, and that's the thing. its I think from day one you've said that, though. Mm. I don't do meal plans. You don't do meal plans. From day one, it's like, well, fuck, hang on, what's this about? You don't do meal plans? I'm like, well, fucking hang on. I come here to, to lose weight, to get fit, to do I and mean, he's not doing meal plans. No, it's on you. That's on you. I'll give you the tools and tell you what you need, but you go cook it, you go find it, you go kill it, you go do everything you want. It's on you, and that's the, the ownership that you have that you have to have as a, as myself. When I stopped the drink, when I stopped the drugs, when I stopped everything that I've done, everything become less cloudy, less foggy, less understanding. When I started eating right, when I started losing that stupid alcohol weight like I've got now because I've been drinking it. When I start losing all that, when I start understanding that, you start realising that these pillars and the primals, you start integrating going, I'm going to start eating right again. I'm going to start. And when I eat right, I focus right. I don't need substance like coffee. I don't need stimulants. I don't need that. What I need is real food. What I need is the intake that's going to feed my heart and my brain. And to feed yourself, you need to cook for yourself. Again, yourself, your ownership. It has to be that way. And to evolve where we come from, like you've seen the photo of me when I was starting. You've seen the photo of me six months later, and you thought, this guy's a fucking freak. How does he gone from 96 kilo to 82 in six months to back to 88 within within 12 months? With muscle. With muscle. Mm-hmm. How's he done this? Well, I had to take on the knowledge of what you're giving me. I had to take on the knowledge of what I knew for cooking and food and put it into a spot. Did I do pre-workouts? Did I do creatines? Did I do proteins? Well, I did the first two. I'd never done a protein because my protein was my food. My massive intake of half a chicken and cabbage. I was going to say chips, but it was half a chicken and cabbage. <laughs> but taking that and putting that into after a training session and giving my protein and my carb intake. And then an hour later, I go and have another half a chicken and have rice and quinoa and shitload of vegetables. But my, my massive growth was through my, my chicken intake for my protein, natural substance. And then my carb my carb loadings were through my, my cabbages and my my coleslaw. But I know that's what works for me, right? Do I enjoy doing the protein now? Yes, because it's clear for me. It's nice, it's flavoursome, it's good. RDM protein, chocolate's the best. <laughs> but in saying that, do I take it every day? No. Should I look as good as you? Fucking oath I should. But, at the end of the day, for me, I know what to pull out to gain out because I know what I've been taught through RDM. And in saying that, if I was there five years ago and starting this again, no chance. Mm. No chance. Mm. I've got, I haven't had had times too much. Too hard. Uh, too hard basket, mm. as every Australian would say. the hard basket. The gutters, whatters, shouldters, shouldters. Yeah. Oh, only if... Yeah. I think, I think you said that once um, in our first few roundtables. tables. Yeah, remember. It's, it's like, if you're going to, why not? If if what? You sit here. If what? Go do it. Mm. Don't if it, because the time you if it, you fucked it. Mm. Go do it. Go, go walk. Go run.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go do something. Yeah. Go do something physical so you can understand where your heart rate was. And the biggest thing for me out of training with Drew yesterday was my cardio, yeah. 153 beats per minute compared to a guy that's 110. He's like, Jesus Christ, I'm well and truly, like, physically good, strength-wise, cardio, shit. Faster mm-hmm. case.
1: What would be the best thing that you found in your time from day dot with IDM, is it it the knowledge, is it the environment, the support, the coaching, the realness, the transparency,
0: the truth, the other dad's like, yeah. Ah, the truth. And everything above. It's, that's what's got me here. It's like I can call you and go, hey, uh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You're like, yeah, good, but don't. Let's go and do this, I'll set you. Stop giving me the bullshit and then, because you've got to do it yourself. Oh, but now it's really hard. No, you, you need to do it yourself. You need to fucking get in there and you've got to do it. It's not so much you swore at me or you did this. It's it's not. It's you're swearing in a gesture of a way that it's not frustrating for you. It's how I wanted to be talked to because that's the way you got through to me. That's how I got through to me. You see, and I, I think some of the dads on the bike ride up in Cozy, I'm back at the pack and I'm fuck off. He didn't get out of my head, like swearing at myself to get myself motivated. And it all it takes is to tell the guy to fuck off, I'm doing it again. So that, that realistic and the, the truth and the honesty that comes from you and the team, it's not sugar-coated. It comes from a place of care. It comes from a place of love. And I kind of went, fuck it they're willing to put up with me, I've got to put up with me. And putting up with me is also putting in. If I can't put in, there's nothing Then you know, I don't need to be. here. But in again, that COVID period just shows you that you're not as strong as by yourself without a team or tribe or, or r- relatively the same people around you to just go, here you go. Here's that little spark that you need. And you get it. And you get that spark go, yeah. right, reset, let's go again. Off and on the way. And there's, a, and there's always a
1: challenge too, isn't there, that you just don't – I was just waiting for you around the corner that you don't know exists yet. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, how hard are you? What, what sort of steel do you have inside? And, and then what, what, what pack do you have behind you to back you up when that hard challenge comes that you don't quite know about? And, um, yeah, mate – I've leveraged the members of RDM in my personal circumstances to get that spark, like you said, mm. and then lift. But, um, it's, been, it's been a good session, man. I've really enjoyed our
0: chat. Mm. It's been deep. Fucking oh, It's been it's good. Though. Yeah. What comes out on the 29th of the February. <laughs> 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 yeah, the croft
1: factor. man. What um, would it be your, because I, I love your honesty, and this is the, the funny part, people, I never have cause I've, I've known you since day died inside of RDM and we've had a good framework in our relationship.
0: Yeah.
1: Some people might say, oh, too raw or rough or, or arrogant, or maybe they don't. Maybe they do. Maybe people aren't willing to have the, the truth and someone who's raw and real. But I love that, which is why I want you mate to give, give some advice to these dads and, and those dads listening, like take this the right way. Like grant what you see is what you get, which is why I love you mate, because it's it's real, it isn't arrogance or ego or anything. And some people can't, you know, it's okay. I can't because I'm fucking strong. But what would you say to them, mate? Like you wanna you're gonna give some advice that dads entering the second half in life, you know, entering into their forties obviously a lot of patterns that we that you and I talk about that we commonly see with a large percentage of dads, high performance driven, but their life inside of themselves is falling apart.
0: Two cents worth, mate. What what advice? What would you give? Them? What would you say? There's things that I live by. And there's things that people don't live by so i live by there's the fuck it world the world there's two words that i live by on that and the reason why i live by that it's if you're not willing to get out of your own way you've lost i'm no diamond i'm no fucking coal miner i'm no nothing i'm i'm a hard working man that's going to support and there's the only person who's going to support me is surrounding myself with the right people and if you're not willing to get out of your own way To understand who the fuck they are and who they really can accomplish by, people hide behind humor. They hide behind sarcastic, sorry, sarcasticness. They hide behind everything just to make themselves feel better. No, fuck that. Who are you? Are you are you an egotistical sarcastic bastard? Then what? Why are you trying to make yourself feel better? Fine take the bullets, take the hits, because the people that's going to go forward is going to leave you behind. If you want people to come back and pick you up, no way. They're going to continue to move forward because they found out who their life is. There's a rule in the kitchen. I'm willing to teach. I'm willing to come back a step to bring you forward with me, to be on my team, to be on my level. Even though I was a head chef or an executive chef, I come through. The way I look at it is... I want my team to succeed without me succeeding is without you succeeding. If I can get my men, if I can get my team to and I mentored to be above me I succeeded. But if you're not willing to put in the effort the know-how the belief and you want to just fucking dribble back here and hold on to the tails sorry mate you're cut you're done. Why Because I'm tired of going back to bring you forward. I'm tired of picking up your emotional baggage to bring you forward. Then you sit them down and you talk to them. Where are we at with you? What do we need to do? I've got a team in there that's busting their ass. Why are we not doing it with you? Oh, chef, you hurt me. How do I hurt you? You square at me. Okay, here we go again. Mate, here's your four weeks. I'm sorry, I can't keep coming back. I need a strength and conditioning behind me that's going to continue when I'm not here. I can't keep supporting someone that's going to keep bringing my poison, put poison in my team. If you're a piece of cancer. Fuck off. We're done. I can't do it because, and that's how I run my life, and that's and that's how I I project my life. You don't want to help me. Fuck it. I'll do it myself. I don't need you. And that's the way that I see it because I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I don't need the person that's cancerous in my life. I move forward. I move forward. I take the bullets. I'm still moving forward because I'm strong enough mentally and physically to keep going. Five years ago, I was that sarcastic bastard. I was that, I know everything mentality. No, I don't. Because I had to realise I had to move forward. How do I move forward? I selected who I wanted in my family to be around me. I selected who I wanted in my life to be around me. People say you can't choose your family. (laughs) Bullshit. Mm. Why not? Mm. Why can't you choose your family? I love them. I care for them. I'll be there for them. But do I want to physically fully interact for eight hours a day with them? No. Why? I was bullied. I was brought up, being punched, kicked, tackled, you name it. I was a boy. Did it hurt me as a kid? Yeah, 100% it did. Like guess what at the end of the day yes i love them are they poisonous to my life in a way yes and no and i say that very gingerly because i don't want it to get out that i i disregard my family and that's who they are but the thing is my family is who i love and who i support are they poisonous no
1: you know, you some, be, yeah. I think what you saying is you only got so much time to give, which means you prioritise. Correct. Because I'm the same and it's nothing against my family members whether they listen to this or not, but it's the truth. Like I wouldn't want to spend 10 hours with my uh, <laughs> with my dad every day or my brothers every day. Or, or oh, we need you know those kids. Yeah, yeah. it's right. It's, but it, but I, I believe that what you're saying is, is true and I connect with it. But I, I certainly believe that whilst people feel they're bound by blood to their family, Who you choose to surround yourself with, blood or not, becomes your family and is actually your
0: responsibility. That's going to shape your fucking life, man. Correct. 100%. 100% agree. You know, especially being a dad at 40, and you mentioned being what's it like at 40, there's a rule that I live by. I've got to be fit at 40. I've got seven and a half months to be fit, proper fit, not ripped. Fuck! I've got to bring my heart rate down. That's for sure. <laughs> got to do my cardio, but that's the type of fitness I'm talking about. So I can have the energy. So I can have that go get for my kids. So I can get up and I can go when when my kids are up and go because they're energized most man. They're running. They're me when I was that age. Mm-hmm. So I need to be that. I need to be there. Mm-hmm. And as we've said before, if if we stay fit, I wonder what we're going to look like. You know, when we're eighty, when we're staying fit and healthy. And set may God live for the, I don't know, but mm-hmm. but that's the thing of if we did what we did now with the groundwork that we run, we'll be so much better mm-hmm. because we'll have that mindset to give the information to our generations coming through. And you it just
1: came to me then as well. And we always say it in RDM, but in different ways. But your your energy, mindset, and leadership literally creates your children's environment yeah and for some of your dads if you've got 15 18 21 year olds 24 year olds moved out of home fucking great if you still talk to them if you still engage with them if you're still catching up with them that same principle applies because you're now engaging with a child that's 23 who's moved out of home but they spent 23 years of their life looking up to you yeah. your mindset your energy and your leadership correct It doesn't matter if you only say one hour a week instead of you know three four hours a day
0: that fucking all applies man really does. And I think uh, Cowman said this, said the thing last night. That's what resonated with me about, you know, the inspiration he just gave to me about having that platform. You know, he's giving his 17-year-old daughter to run a business. Mm. It's like she's capable. If, you, if you, you know, just to have that, just like, i got tingles. I get tingles now, but if I had that 1%, not trust, but, belief i can let go and yes i'm a little bit controlled, but that belief to let go and let do that Fuck. as you said the happiest person in the world when you just go i'm done i'm happy i can go tomorrow everything's set i've done what i have to do in my life i've set everybody up i'm sweet but guess what i'm even more happy my child is actually i'm proud of my child i've put trust into them i've put everything into them I've put as much as i can without being a, a rogue you know, and it's like, and I think it's that string that you got to hold off about pulling it too far and as a yeah, child, definitely. you got to let it go sometimes, you know. But yeah, what came Ann said the other day was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It got me, got me, whew, got me good. Yeah. So, I um, you know, man, it's been great. It's been
1: awesome, mate. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming up and, and jumping on there. And I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this. Big things like ownership, making that change and, man, making it now, you
0: know, fuck it. Make it now change. And it's hard to. It. It's hard, but you gotta. If you want to live to your 70, 80, you gotta. You've gotta change. And that's one big thing that change is not a challenge. Change is an accomplishment. When you change, you've accomplished greatness. And you when I mean by greatness, you become. You become what well, you become, become part of part of society again. You're not living, you're not living in a. I don't want to say the word, but you're not living in a, a, a shadow of someone behind you. Mm-hmm. You're living in front of them. Mm-hmm. You're telling that person that's telling you all the time that's behind you, fuck off! I'm changing this shit. I'm done. Done with you pulling me back. I'm ready to go. A little voice inside. Yeah, anyway, we all have him. Mate. He's hard, mm-hmm. but you just got to tell him, fuck go away no, leave me alone I'm ready to go forward and if you let him dictate your life you're never going to accomplish it's going to be the hardest struggle of your life and that's being a chef that's what happened he dictated what I did what I talk what I done how to achieve fuck off I need to change change was great yeah you did change is good yeah Proud of you, mate. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it, mate. That's good.
1: Hope you guys enjoyed this, whether you watched it on uh, on YouTube or caught up on our different platforms on podcasts. Don't forget we're on iTunes as well if you're listening to it on SoundCloud. Also have Stitcher. We've got GC out there, everybody. Green Croft, mate. It was awesome having you on. Spotify as well.
0: Jeez.
1: Anything you need, always – we're always here with, with opportunities, and one of the greatest ways to create that opportunity is just by starting – to immerse yourself in the right knowledge and information mm. like Grant said because there's so much out there. But that alone won't be the answer to back that up with action. And don't forget for the rest of January, we've got tribal, power of environment, that's that's free. You guys can have that for free. Alex at realdadmovement.com.au. Hit me up and I'll send that out to you. You can have the audio book as well and you can have the coaching video series too because that's – um. That's big. That that's there's a few massive takeaways I got from this with you, mate. It was awesome. But one of the big ones was absolutely environment. Yeah. For sure. But um thanks again, mate. Oh well. Thanks guys. Hope you enjoyed. See you all.